This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, let's turn our attention to the situation in the Middle East now. Um, Unfortunately, it's more of the same. And and when I say that, I'm not downplaying in any way the the awfulness of it, because that's what it is. Um, there are debates taking place in the United Nations um, today, debating some sort of pause in the fighting to allow relief to get into the Gaza Strip. Um, Israel is resisting, um, actually calling one Israeli official I saw earlier calling for the resignation of Antonio Gutierrez, who is the head of the UN. Um, he's calling for a ceasefire, but then he came back and said, no, I, I stand firmly with supporting uh, Israel's right to defend themselves, but at the same time, we need to uh, realize that over 6,500 Palestinians have been killed, almost 18,000 have been wounded. Um, it's, I mean, it's horrific for everybody involved. And if you saw some of the reporting yesterday where Israel took reporters, um, to a secure location or, or got them together at least and showed them video and played them audio and, and showed them pictures of the aftermath of the Hamas attack of October 7th, the terrorist attack of October 7th. If you heard the descriptions of what they saw, it's awful. It's awful. One of the one of the pictures that sticks with me. They're all horrible. I mean, we've all seen the the rubble. We've all seen the bodies lined up in the street. It's just it's the absolute worst of humanity. But I don't know if you saw the one picture of the little boy. I think he was Palestinian. But you know what? Ultimately, it doesn't matter. Um, a little kid sitting in the dark, um, covered in dust, except for uh, where his tears had sort of streaked through the dust that was covering his entire body and you could see he was da- he was shocked he was dazed he had no idea what was going on the kid was probably two maybe three shaking shivering and it's just the horror the horror of what we're witnessing is too much to take it, it is and 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 I'm an old guy who's been in news for 30 years, you know, watch 9-11 for 20 hours a day, uh, you know, the wars in Iraq. I mean, all these things. I've been at murder scenes, at fire scenes, car crashes. I've, I've done a lot of that. Um, and it's awful what we're seeing right now. I can't imagine what it does for kids um, to try and process that. And, and they're exposed to it. I mean, this is the other thing. So much social media is happening. Uh, I'm sure they've been exposed to some truly horrific things. So how do we help kids, young people, make sense of what they're seeing? Let's chat with Dr. Shimi Kang, who is a Vancouver-based psychiatrist and associate clinical professor at the University of British Columbia. Uh, Dr. Kang, thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, these realities, like I say, we've all seen it. I mean, there's no escaping it right now, especially with social media. We, we, we get the update. It's awful. And when it comes to kids, how do you even start? Like, where do you begin with kids trying to help them somehow make sense of what they're seeing? Yeah. Um, so all the cliches are very true in the sense, um, you know, you begin with yourself, uh, recognizing that, uh, you know, as you said, this is, huge impact on everyone, including adults. So if you're going to have a conversation with a young person, make sure you're regulated first. Um, you know, you're not 
you know, firing that cortisol, adrenaline, you know, in freeze, anxiety, fight, you're all riled up or, um, you know, flight, you're trying to avoid the conversation. So take a few breaths, be present, um, have an intention to say, okay, um, you know, I'm going to be here for a few minutes uh, for this young person to try to help them uh, process it. So that's step one, put your oxygen mask on first. Uh, and I think that's really important yeah. because it's also role modeling, um, you know, the need to self-regulate and not be reactive. Yeah, you make such a good point. Make sure you're doing okay with it. You're not going to be able to help anybody if you can't um, look after yourself first. Um, when we talk about kids, you're going to have to try and break it down in ages, I would guess, right? Or at least maturity levels. I mean, not all 12-year-olds are created equally. So, I mean, how do you, is there hard and fast rules or do you just sort of have to meet them where they are? How do you go about that? Yeah, so there are some universal rules, I think, that apply to all ages. Um, the most basic one that, you know, we can remind uh, ourselves and young people is, you know, the golden rule, let's say, treat others how you want to be treated. Um, and, you know, and that's kind of across all ages. And I think that's a good place to start. Um, and that's a starting with a place of empathy and just say, you know, what... So the first question is, once you're regulated to this young person... Uh, how are you feeling um, about what you're hearing, what you might be seeing, whether it's at school or in the news or on social media? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So you're taking a step in their shoes now, um, interacting with them in a place of empathy uh, and allowing you know, the response to happen and just listen without judgment or trying to fix it. Uh, initially, you just want to know where they're at. Yeah. Uh, so that's your process of empathy uh, with that person. And then from there, we can take some of the next steps. Which are what? Because um, like you say, um, you can't explain some of these things. There, there, there are no reasonable explanations. So once you've had a chance to meet them and find out where they're at and what they're seeing and what they're feeling, then where do you go with them? How can you help them? Yeah, and that first step is so important because I work with kids of all ages right now. Yes, because of social media, um, they're getting all kinds of misinformation. Young people are getting radicalized. There's a lot of extremism out there in so many different topics. So that is the absolute first thing. And, and families I know are so surprised and shocked by the views, um, the people, the young people in their lives, their people in yeah. their lives may have. Um, then uh, you want to go and you're the adult here, right? So now <clears throat> um, some, some basic uh, messages, which is uh, really looking at any situation with some sense of objectivity, with some sense of perspective taking, with some sense of critical thinking. Uh, so I think everyone, even no matter what side you might be on, is going to benefit from thinking of the various different perspectives. Uh, so this is a bit easier uh, in older kids, but even in young kids, um, it's the message of 
How would it feel to be, you know, on this side of the conflict? How would it feel to be on the other side? How would it feel to be somewhere in the middle? Um, so these are the the skills of a 21st century thinker, uh, person who lives in a very complex world, who can hold multiple views, who can understand multiple complex emotions, um, and and being okay with not having all the answers, um, but exploring all of those different perspectives. I know it sounds like a really it big is. ask, but it actually is very much part of the human um, experience, and children do it all the time as they naturally observe the world. You, you make such a good point. Though. I mean, there's a lot of adults that clearly are incapable of that, uh, right? They, they, they resort to um, the emotional response. And it, it's hard. I, I'm not being judgmental because it's hard. Like you say, there's so many different things that really it, it's, a, it's a job to make sense of it all. Uh, I'm wondering with some kids, and I'm thinking particularly young kids who are seeing this and hearing stories of people coming into uh, someone invading somebody's home and, and, and murdering them and kidnapping them and taking them away and nobody knows where they are. If you're a small child, the first question that has to come to mind, doctor, is, could that happen to me? I, I, I'm sure that that's something, you know, their security within the world they live in might get rattled. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think, you know, we want to, we want to, the message is always a dual message. It's truth and optimism. Um, so again, depending on the age and the age appropriateness, uh, we can't sugarcoat things. So, you know, if we're talking to, you know, an older kid and they're like, you know, could this happen in Canada? Well, you could be like, no, um, you know, we don't have this history. However, you know, we, we see just next door and it, it's increasingly happening in Canada that, you know, there's a school shooter that could come into a school and, and, and yeah. kill and murder people. So the truth is um, that human beings uh, have this ability. We have tremendous ability for love and compassion and caring, yet we also have tremendous ability for hate and violence and suffering. And so depending on the age and how they can handle it, um, I think that's a, a human truth that is okay to put out there. And then applying that with the optimism to that individual's life and saying, you too have this choice. You too have a choice to be kind and compassionate. Um, and whether it's with your friends in the schoolyard or your family or, you know, what have you or the world or to, you know, make these choices that are going to encourage, um, you know, making the world a better place or making the world a worse place, worse place. So I think, you know, coming back to them as an individual and showing them the power of their own mind and choices and circumstances uh, is really a good way to end with a sense of optimism um, and, and reassurance. Now, younger kids, you want to really make sure they are reassured that there's yeah. safety, that they're in a safe country, that their community has, um, you know, is not in war and, you know, the adults in their lives are competent in keeping them safe. So you definitely want to balance this truth, but always end with a sense of optimism. This is a weird one, and it just goes back to a personal thing. Like I was talking about 9-11. When 9-11 happened, my daughter was just a few months old, like six months old at the time. And I remember, you know, as a brand new parent, and I don't know anything about little babies. And we were, we legitimately said, you know, I mean, having this on TV, constantly because we were watching it constantly can they process it that can they make sense of it at what age is is sort of oh they don't even know what's going on i mean at what point do you need to start worrying about that if you're at home with an infant 
Yeah. So, I mean, the human brain is amazing. Uh, we're homo sapiens. Sapien means thinking. Um, and that develops over the first 25 years of life. So young children are more feeling. Um, they feel more. So this is where maybe the news exactly isn't they're, they're going to understand. But visual images, for sure, can impact them. That's why social media graphic images, yeah. once you see something, you can't unsee it. Um, so being aware of what they're seeing, um, what they might be hearing and processing. So, you know, horrific screaming might have an impact on a baby if that's on the news um, versus, let's say, intellectual debate about the history of the area or the war. Um, and then really importantly, they can feel the adults around them. Um, if we're running in uh, adrenaline and cortisol in that survival nervous system, um, young kids can sense it. Uh, we sense it with each other as adults, but they're much more in tune at that because they don't have that thinking brain yet. Um, and there's pros and cons uh, to both of these states of, of the human being. Uh, so we really have to understand children are more feeling. They sense it in their bodies. Um, that's why they get headaches and tummy aches. And they communicate in a different way. Um, so really trying to keep the, the energy positive around them um, with yourselves as the adults, their environment. Uh, and all the basic things. Um, children can teach us a lot. What do they love to do? They love to get outside. They love to play. They love to move their bodies. They love to see their friends and be social and connect. They love to nap and sleep. All of those self-care things they naturally are good at. Yeah. Um, so sometimes we just want to encourage them to to understand and tune in and, and do what they need. Do what they and, and they know what to do. Yeah, uh, Dr. Kang, excellent, excellent advice. Thank you so much for being here today. I really do appreciate it.